You're listening to The Building Code, your guide for a better way to run your business. I'm Tom Houghton. Hey, Tom. I'm Paul Worth. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. You knew that. I did. I knew that. That was for our audience. That was for our audience, indeed. Just a, just a level set. Yeah. And for our audience, we've got a great uh, just string of podcasts coming up. We've, of course, come off some great podcasts talking about our Stevie Award. We just had Danny Wang on the podcast for that Brent and Kara. I mean, I feel like our guests just keep leveling up. And I think today's guest just raises the bar again. Today on the podcast, we're going to be joined by Sarah Listy, uh, cr- digital creator of Tool Girls Garage. Uh, you can find her on Instagram. She also has a blog, toolgirlsgarage.com. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. No pressure there from Tom. <laughs> right? I know. Be yeah. Greater I'm than the last oh, great one. <laughs> I know she'll deliver. Yeah, I've been no. following her on Instagram go. for a while. So the content that you put out there is fantastic. Again, if you're not following her on Instagram, definitely go there. Uh, you have the blog as well. The only I two mean, platforms. I like have a YouTube name say name saved that I uh, maybe one day will start to actually actively post to. There's like a couple of short videos there. Um, I mean, I'm on TikTok, but more for fun. I don't really get okay. it. I think it's like a generational thing. I'm getting there. Okay. Getting there. Um, but yeah, so I always say basically really Instagram, Facebook, and the blog. Now I feel, and we'll get into your Instagram, but I feel like the, what you do with tools and TikTok, there could be like a musical, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you're going to like a there's stomp routine? Like something. Yeah. I mean, I think, I there's think it could play. There if yeah. you're creative, like sure. if, if you, and it's not even really creativity. It's like, it's just time to have like another platform to manage and it can be so like, consuming i got a few videos there that i posted because i only post like once or twice a week i try to get on there um but like i'll have this one random video that's had like you know six or seven hundred thousand views mm-hmm. and then my next one will get like 400 so i don't really get it but that's like, what danny was saying yeah yeah it's really inconsistent it's the really algorithm is still yeah. still working that out yeah so but it's fun yeah so i think i just look at it as it's fun i mean i think i have like eleven thousand followers now on there and i'm not really sure what I did because I never really did <laughs> my dog. I'm sure the 13 year old with 4 million followers feels the exact same. Way. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I did something. I I'm, I'm famous. Just, yeah. yeah. It's a good way to make you feel inadequate whenever you have like people that are like post two videos and they've got like 50,000 followers and that's how TikTok works. Like you just mm-hmm. get lucky or you don't. And right. yeah, you know, it's weird. There you go. Instagram's more blue collar where you got a huge following. You're like yes, over yeah. 58,000. So that's yeah, great. Actually, we're going to round out on 60 here soon. I'm so excited. That's, that's awesome. Crazy. Now no idea what, what, what to think of that. It Very says, surreal. it says a uh, Texas girl, woodworker, mom, forever student and storyteller. That's probably yeah. a good segue into just telling the people, how'd you get to where you were? And you know, what is your profile from, from your so view? I, there's a lot there. Um, so I was really raised by my, uh, my parents, obviously, uh, Really, Miter? I'm sorry, guys. That's okay. Okay, so okay. I think, and also I just caught your dog's name is Miter. Oh yeah, after the Miter saw. Yeah, beautiful. That's fantastic. That's that on brand. Yeah, so maybe he'll be calm now that he can see me. Apparently, that's really stressful. Yeah. Um. Okay, so no, I was really like when I say born and raised with power tools in hand. Like my dad was the guy who fixed everything, um, remodeled, you know, everything in our house over the course of time when I was a teenager he added an addition on the back of the house I mean I really credit a lot of like my interest in building and construction into that what's ironic is as a kid I wasn't necessarily 
into it other than I thought it was cool that my dad did it. And I asked, you know, 10,000 questions as kids do. We all know how that goes. They mm, have a lot yeah. of questions. And I <laughs> certainly life. asked a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. My daughter's like that. I'm just like, guys, how can you have any more questions? It's like eight o'clock in the morning. We're just like, <laughs> right. Um, but so basically as I got older, obviously, you know, your interests change and then you kind of start to evolve as a person and then circle back to some of your earlier experiences. And so I was really lucky when I got into it that I had all of this background of working on engines with my dad and, and building and, and woodworking, et cetera. And one of my favorite memories of, I was like four was him cutting out these Texas clocks on a bandsaw. And I always reference that because I was so young, but the memory is so vivid in my head. Um, and I think it just makes you really realize what you can do with the right tools and also patience and like a willingness to try and, you know, a willingness to fail too, because I think that's important. Um, but basically I, you know, as I got older, we, I worked in a couple different industries. I worked in the apartment industry for a time, um, as a general manager, which was really fun because I got to see a lot of different construction elements through that. Um, a lot of different renovation processes. And, uh, you know, ran into a lot of problems when you're running like 600 units of apartments. Mm -hmm. um, so it's cool because it, it gave me a, like another perspective more from a business side of the cost of managing some of that stuff. Um, and then as I uh, left that, we decided it was time, you know, to start our family, which was a very hard road. And finally got uh, our little man, Ben, he's nine now. And he really kind of inspired me to get back to it because he's a very like hands-on learner. Um, he does have autism. And so it was one of those things too, that it was this beautiful way to connect with him where you didn't necessarily need conventional communication, you know? And um, I just went at it full force and really never stopped. I mean, obviously those first few years, it was kind of like as I could because I had, you know, then I had another kid later on. <laughs> so it's been busy, but um, I just love it. And my that's where my heart is. And it's this perfect blend of, um, artistic like creativity and and then the hands-on part where you're just going and I say forever student in my profile because I mean I never want to be done learning I think that's the best part of what I do is like there's never going to be a day where I feel like I know everything I can learn from this this world you know there, you'll never exhaust how many power tools are out no. there oh my gosh because every time you turn around there's a new tool or new technology new batteries new uh, motors, you know, I mean, gosh, remember when brushless motors came out, that was like all the rage. And now it's so common. It's, it's the norm, you know, and, and five years from now, who knows what's going to be there? You do, know, do you remember that Tom? I, well, I do. I was actually going to think, I was thinking ahead Wait. to like, okay. so future. I know Sarah uses ego tools. Yes. I'm a big fan of electric green tools and they're so good. They're so amazing. And I know we shared a moment on Instagram because we're excited about what they're releasing next. Of course, they're teasing all the way until 2021 for this, but yeah, yeah. What are they releasing I, I, next? Uh, <laughs> <I'll be honest>. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, we're what leaving you hanging there. <laughs> off the record, like I, I may, I may, may have seen, not really off the record, that was a joke, but like I may have seen um, some early prototypes. Mm -hmm. Not, not in person. Okay. It looks really cool. Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, I would say that in terms of teasing a product, they did a good job initially, but then the more they revealed, it looks like it's a ride on lawnmower. Yeah. I don't yeah, think it was very obvious. Yeah. We're not, I don't we're think not. they were really hiding it at that point. Yeah. And I, I laughed because when I saw the video, I, I had seen it about a month before it, we were told we could release it basically. Yeah. Um, and that was, 
I was like, oh my God, finally. Like we've been talking about this for so long and it's such a cool, um, they really took it to the to the next level. Like it's gonna be impressive. See? Like they did good with it. Like a, is it a solar mower? Is that what you're saying? No, just powered by battery. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's on their ego platform. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's let's go back to the beginning because that was a great sort of run at, at how you got here. But for, we, sorry, we dove into the yeah, tools. I mean, you guys, I know, yeah. I know. My ADD is always in full effect, especially in the mornings. Yeah. Well, if you get Tom started on technology in the future, yeah, it's it's just, we're, right? we're all in trouble. Yeah. Um, but honestly, so do you? So taking the leap into your first video, what was your first video? Do you remember what sort of like said? I mean, because that is the main leap. And obviously you you progress slowly after that. And now you've really got some momentum. But doing that first one must have been some sort of let's do this you know, and see what happens. I I it's funny because like in my personal life, I'm really a pretty quiet person these days. I mean, I wasn't always that way, but uh I've got to the point where I kind of I live like in a little space of Texas and I'm kind of like in my own little world, which is really nice. You know, I, because I had previous media experience, it wasn't as intimidating as I think it would have been for some. Mm -hmm. uh, but honestly, I went into it thinking if I inspire one person, then I've done what my goal was. Like my, my thought process was, I think people get so intimidated and so scared of tools and they don't know how to use them or they they feel like if they don't get a project right the first time that they shouldn't keep trying and that's just wrong. You have to, you know, there's not a project I've ever done that everything went to the letter to the T perfect. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to adjust and manipulate your plans and just to keep evolving to get what result you want out of it. And that requires you to be open-minded with it, you know? And at the end of the day, if you're scared to fail, I mean, you will because you're not going to try. Um, and so I think for me, that was a big part of, when I started the page, I didn't think it was going to ever turn into much. I mean, I, you hope for that, right? But you hope that you're going to reach people. Um, but I kind of assumed if I, if five people followed me, I was happy. And if 500 people followed me, I was happy. And it just didn't really, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to share what I loved. And the fact that it's played out and so many people connect to it is just this massive, I mean, I still can't wrap my head around it most days. Well, it makes sense. Cause I've often thought our generation, you know, I, I'm always going to YouTube for home improvement stuff. Yeah. Like if you don't know how to do it, you go to YouTube and like, yeah. that's how you, you know, unclog a dishwasher or replace whatever. I mean, what, what did you do before, you know, the internet? You <laughs> and, got out your guess, encyclopedia. Right. Is that what you did? Or you asked a friend. I mean, it used that, to just that? be word of mouth. Right. And it takes me back to like, you know, you watching your dad do it. I mean, maybe yeah. he, there was a lot of trial and error back then, even more than there is today. Cause there was zero. Well, and then Two, you can take things you've learned from even something unrelated, something like like engine work. You can take something you've learned from how they structure, you know, uh, a carburetor to how you build a piece of furniture. I mean, it does. People don't think of it that way, but there really is a lot of cross use with that information. And once you've learned how to make a basic frame for a piece of furniture, okay, well now framing a small shed is now somehow approachable. I mean, there's mm. you just have to learn to take what you're doing and apply it in other ways. And that the idea of strength and structure and, and making sure point A connects to point B, like that's, that's probably the hardest part to really understand. But then once you do, I mean, all the rest of it's just domino effects, you it. know, learning to keep things square and level. And I mean, it, they all kind of play into each other, mm -hmm. you know? And so for me, I got lucky cause I didn't have to YouTube stuff. I would be like, Hey dad, 
I need your help with this. And he'd be like, Oh, okay, that here's what you should do. And I mean, it was amazing because I got to learn a lot. And my first car was a 1993 Toyota Celica. So we're going to age me a bit here. That's, that's all right. Okay. No, that's um, classic. Nice. Yeah. It was, it was, a, I was so excited. I bought it in 2002. I bought it at 15 years old. I had saved. Uh, so I've always been a hard worker, which is good. I don't do well with idle time. I'm not the person that like, like the idea of a vacation to me where I just sit there and like stare at this beach or something like is lost on me. I would want to be like reading or sketching or like there had to be another, I just don't sit still well. You know what I mean? Um, and so when I bought that car, I had saved for years babysitting. And I mean, I got my first job at Kroger and I worked there on the weekends and over the summer. And so I saved forever. And my dad and I spent a ton of time fixing it up. And man, that taught me a lot because you go from, um, you know, basic like oil change, oil, air filters, et cetera. But now we're looking at, you know, all the spark plugs and, and struts and all this stuff, brake pads and, and rotors. I mean, it's like stuff that you maybe normally wouldn't see, even if your dad was pretty handy, but like, we're going to go a step further. Man, that was a cool experience. Yeah. Taking it to and the next level. Yeah. Yeah. And getting familiar with tools too, not only as a child, but as an, as a, you know, a teenager, you know, to be able to have a little more practical use with it, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was like my favorite memory, I think, because I was, you know, being a teenager is hard. <laughs> yes. And that part wasn't, you know, like it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> All the emotions. Yeah. So you do so much. And I love that you just said, like, you know, you're just always constantly going, like Paul said at the very beginning. So not only do you do all this stuff online, but you're also a mom and you're also in an industry that I would say is probably male dominated. Oh, How 100%. do you handle all of this? I mean, I feel like this is a lot. Mm -hmm. So I think it just comes down to what you love. I don't think if I, if I didn't love it, I, I wouldn't do it. You know, I think if I, I find sketching out furniture designs at night to be very relaxing, but that's a necessary part of the job. I find writing articles and discussing tools and even getting further into the mechanics of it to be so therapeutic and exciting. And I try to think of that one person reading it who's like, I didn't know that. And that's so inspiring to me because there's, it's so humbling to be able to be like, to, to reach that one person who's like, I didn't understand that that's how that worked. You know what I mean? Like that's so overwhelming in, in a way. And I feel like there's this huge responsibility there that it's something I love and I love that I get to share it. And now you know, I mean, it's, it is definitely tough with kids because sometimes, uh, I'm kind of like, guys, I need 15 minutes to finish these cuts. I need you guys to chill out, you know, and thankfully they're really very tolerant and patient. And so much of what I've been doing lately with the renovations and even some of the furniture projects have really been for our house. So it, that kind of helps, I think, because it's all stuff that they're going to now see in the dining room or in the living room. And I think that's like a really fun aspect of it. Um, as far as like the male dominated part, I'll be honest, um, that part can be tough. The, the time I get it the most, you know, I have the mansplainers where they're like, oh, it's like, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna re-educate you real quick. <laughs> um, but I try to also take that. I think in life in general, when you're faced in a situation where you're not in the, we'll call it, we're gonna quote normal category for a group, you can either spend your time being defensive or you can spend your time saying, let me show them that they're wrong, right? In a way that's respectful and in a way that um, maybe does open their eyes for the next person too. And so I just try to respond in, in you know, 
with information that I have. And I always say, you know, thanks for your feedback. I appreciate that, you know, whatever. And, and it is how I feel because hopefully, even if it didn't come across very nice, maybe that person, as I said earlier, you know, treats the next person nicer, or maybe it changes their mind about whether or not a woman can do this and they can, and that shouldn't ever be a thought, but it is. And so it's an unfair part, but it's, it is what it is. And, and that's part of it. I notice it a lot too at like media, like press events. I'm sort of like, there's a handful of girls that, you know, there may be a hundred men and there's you know, four girls doing it or five girls, five women. Um, and you know, that number keeps getting bigger. Um, but it's kind of weird, but 90% of the people that are doing it too, like peers, I would say, they all, if they know who you are and follow you, they, I mean, they've all been nothing but respectful and supportive. And I, so I think that's amazing. I'm sure there's oddballs out, but there's the community itself is really, really pretty amazing. And I think that's how you change the narrative. You know what I mean? And I really not met anybody who didn't support more women going into the trades and, and being a part of this world. And I hope that that's something that always continues. You know, I hope that's something I can continue to help motivate. If I motivate like one young girl to take up you know, gosh, being an electrician, my God, how cool would that be? I'm not an electrician, but that doesn't mean that, I mean, I want that for them, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think it's such an inspirational. Thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, we both, Paul, Paul's got daughters. I've got two daughters. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. So, I mean, we totally connect with that. And I think it's great what you're putting out there into the world. And it's so timely too, with everything going on to make sure yeah. that we're we're not being closed-minded that we are being open and seeing from a different perspective. And I love that, yeah. you know, that's, that's unfortunately for you, a, a little bit of the banner that you have to carry, uh, but yeah. you're making it easier for the but next you know, generation. I think too, uh, you know, from the personal perspective, I've had a, my, my son, you know, I mentioned he has autism and he's, you know, I've watched this world, put him in boxes. Right. And I think it's easy for me especially after those first few years when there is that big struggle and you're really working through things and not really so much just on his side, but just trying to get the world to see him for who he is and not who they want him to be. Um, I think that you learn that those boxes are really damaging. They're really dangerous. And so why should I live in any box that I don't want to be in, you know? And, and I think the beauty of it is nobody should be in any boxes. Like, What's wrong with tipping our toes in all the little cubes? You know what I mean? I think yeah. there's something cool about that too, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a that's a great correlation, honestly. Speaking yeah. of boxes, we're gonna we're gonna turn this to a, right? <laughs> a positive here. Let's talk about building stuff, building some yeah. boxes. What what oh, what yeah. kind of projects are you most looking forward to? I know one of my favorite ones that I saw you do because it's really popular in the neighborhood that I live in here in Omaha is lime washing. You did that a couple uh, months ago. I yes. think. And so you can, again, go back, go find the blog posts, go look at the images of lime washing if you want to know more about that. But what are you looking forward to most next big projects coming your way? Can you tease something for our audience? So I have a really big master bedroom built in project that I'm going to do. Um, so this is going to cycle back a little bit more on the woodworking side, um, but also kind of general construction too, in a way, because built-ins are somewhat common, at least down here in the South in most homes you walk into. Um, so a little bit of that general construction carpentry side, we're going to kind of mix, mix the, mix the pots a little bit. Um, but you know, I built those nightstands for our master bedroom, which were really, really cool. I was so excited with how those turned out. Um, but we're going to do a big, like 12 foot long built in, in our master. That's going to serve as like furniture because, uh, our master bedrooms laid out really funny. So it's, it's about finding a solution to a problem basically. 
And there's not really places you can put furniture. So nothing's really where it should be. Um, but there's one area that we're going to make this huge built-in. And so that's a really exciting project. And then on the renovation side, I'm really hoping to start the master bathroom towards the end of summer. But like, it's going to be a gut. Like it's a big Ooh. one. Okay. I know it's exciting. Like Stay tuned. our last two homes were new homes. And so finding projects like that to do were tough. Cause I mean, you're like, well, do I really want to replace this? I mean, it's not what I want or how I envision it, but it's a year old, you know, like right. it's a little, I kind of, um, that was a big deal. When we bought this home, we had to relocate to be closer to, um, one of our kiddos schools. And I was like, the one thing is I didn't want something brand new. I wanted something I could like sink my teeth into mm -hmm. some days. Maybe <laughs> I bit off more than I could chew, with this house, but that's okay. Yeah. I, it, but it's a learning thing. Like that's the deal. Like you, you start to see what they did wrong and you're like, why would they have done that? And you educate yourself too. Cause sometimes I'm like, was there a reason they did this? Why would this have happened? And I ask questions of people and um, you know, even that teaches you that much more, you know, why did they do it? Or why'd they cut that corner? You know, that's, that part's really cool. So those two are big. Um, and then, I mean, I have a lot of smaller stuff, a lot of uh, decor stuff. I mean, I'll be doing more painting, which is not really fun, but you know, there's, there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot coming. Okay. That I'm pretty pumped about. Yeah. All a right. lot more furniture, another headboard. That's going to be cool. I love it. And you're all doing this yourself. It's not like you have, like, that's the other thing I think it's great. It's like, you're not like you have a team of people behind you. Oh no. Yeah. That's that all would be nice. This. So I mean, I <laughs> send help, please. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I had like one person, this is going to sound so bad, but, um, I like things really organized and my shop looks like a bomb went off in it. Like it's so bad and so disorganized and stuff is everywhere and it stresses me out so bad that I always think, man, if I could do one, if I had one person I could hire, it would be just come behind me and put the stuff away. Sure. Because <laughs> you're always so busy with the next project. And sometimes I have like three or four things happening simultaneously. And that's like, man, that's intimidating when you're trying to, you know, also, you know, keep a clear mind and you're like, there's stuff everywhere. That yeah. would be another big project though. Is, uh, we're going to do something with the shop, either extend the one I have or build from scratch on the other side of the property. All right. That's a big one. I know. And does the, I mean, obviously you're doing so many, because of everything that's happening in the world, you're doing yeah. so many more projects at home now. How right. does the, how's the family doing with all of this? Like constant yeah. upheaval, you know? They are so used to it. My husband is, has to be a saint, I think in another life or something. He came home, like I joked about this on Instagram because people, it's funny, people are always very curious about my husband and Matt's, his name's Matt. He's like the most private person. He's just, he has like no real social media. I mean, he has it, but he doesn't. Um, and so he's just, he has his, his job that he's worked at for a really long time. He's wonderful at what he does. And he's not at all interested in this. He's interested in it because I am, but he doesn't want to do it. He's more like, do you need help carrying this piece of furniture in the house kind of deal, which is good. And I think there's something beautiful about that, that we kind of flip the switch a little bit. Um, but like he came home the week before last to have like his bathroom door gone on in our bedroom and all the casing off. And he was like, cool. Doesn't even phase him. <laughs> <laughs> I love like, it. Oh, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm installing this door here and I'm going to do this. He's like, cool. Like it, yeah. <laughs> that's it. it just doesn't, I mean, maybe if it wasn't so normal, like it would be odd. Yeah. It's just not now. My kids, I think. They're six and nine now, so I feel like even they're kind of like, God, mom's building something else, you know. <laughs>
What's next? What's next, mom? Yeah, exactly. What are you changing? My daughter the other day asked me to put a barn door in her room. I was like, well, baby, there's not really a spot I can put a barn door in your room. Because, you know, they ha- that really depends on if you have the wall for it, right? Sure. And so I don't know how she felt about that because she really felt like she needed one. And I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not going to happen. There's yeah. no space for it. But maybe I'll creative and do something else. There you, you know, go. Their rooms are ironically the only rooms done, really, because I I did that before we even moved into this house because we closed on it. We had some flooring, carpet, and stuff replaced, basic stuff, and then um, like I painted their rooms and decorated them before we stepped foot in it because that was the one thing is I wanted their rooms to be settled. You know. No, that's that's good. I mean, again, you're constantly doing things. You're constantly looking to be better, and I think that's just the the best. That's what we look for. Thank yeah, you. So that's like the nicest compliment ever. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, gosh, give me, give me a couple I minutes. I'll, I'll come yeah. up with a better one. <laughs> we'll, we'll rework it. Um, awesome. Well, I mean, I, we probably could talk more about, I don't know, other tools and stuff, but yeah, sure. I mean, how are we on time? Um, Oh, I guess. Okay. We're, we could well, do a last yeah. question. You know, one of my, one of my questions, and cause I think people are, are interested in tools. So yeah. I, I would, let me just ask you about uh, a tool that maybe some listeners should be, should have. So if you are maybe not an amateur, but you don't have a ton of tools, but mm-hmm. there's one that you should get that's going to be versatile and it's going to allow you to do small woodworking stuff and, you know, just, just stuff around the house. Um, is it like a miter saw? That seems like to be a lot of what people's first go-to is, but wh- what's your opinion? I'm going to flip it because I love a miter saw. That's I would say, obviously I named my dog after a miter saw. So let's be real. Um, so I love a good miter saw, but I also think uh, that honestly, if you practice enough, you can do a lot without one. Although I use it virtually every day. Um, so I would say like a drill impact miter saw. Those are all like really essentials. You should have that. But a router. That's what oh, I would nice. go with. So I was really scared of routers for a while. Um, because they're intimidating machines. And if you're using like a big two and a quarter or two and a half or two and three quarter horsepower router, especially if you're new to it, like there, there's a little bit of a learning curve. And honestly, like if you said, what's the most dangerous tool in the shop, I would say router for sure, because people, people don't see them that way. If that makes sense. It's not that they really are. It's that people just don't have the same care with them as they do with like, say a table saw. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like there's, they're the most versatile tool. Like you can do everything from finish work to like joinery to, I, I mean, they're like the most versatile tools in the world. I, I love, I love a good router. I probably have seven routers. Why well, have one when you can have seven too? Right. You know? right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you have to have a couple different brands, you know, how am I supposed to give a fair, at, you know? Sure. That's I have true. a Bosch router in my router table and I have a freehand DeWalt with a plunge and I have the cordless DeWalt and I have the cordless Milwaukee and, I have the Bosch 12 volt, which is really great for like flush trimming. So basically all the routers just give me all the routers. That's great. And start, I'm- start with one Yeah. Right. Pro, pro tip is one. start with one and then just start go from one. there. Right. You know, the other one that I do think of a lot and it's not as exciting, but people don't give enough credit is a good multi-tool. You know, you can switch out the, the heads from like a Delta sander, which is really handy to a uh, little oscillating um, cutting tools. And, and so there can be a lot of versatility there too, for that, sure. That makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. It's good. Jake, uh, basically, I could, I'm sorry. I could just go on and on. <laughs> Paul's going to swing by the Home Depot later, pick up a, right. a, a new router. Right. That's right. That's right. 
And I'm gonna, I'm gonna review the the uh, Instagram to see which one's the best. So I'm gonna go through all oh, your routers. Yeah, there you go. We'll have to go back. I'm and... really diplomatic about it. I won't. I I, I uh, I'm a big fan of Boss routers. I'm waiting for them to come out with like an 18 volt cord. You know, because uh, I think they have really great battery uh, technology. Their core batteries are really nice. Um, but I like both the Dewalt and Milwaukee if you're looking for like a compact. They're both good. There you go. I feel like I just saw something about Milwaukee. Like they just finally released. Probably the framing nailers. That's right? yes, that's it. Yeah. And it is really nice from what I could tell. I don't use framers very often. So um, I didn't like request it. Maybe I should have because probably, probably would have, uh, I could have found some stuff. Um, but I have some other, uh, I have another framing nailer that I'm going to be testing out here in the next couple months. I won't say from what brand because it's not been announced yet, but um, that I'm really excited about because it's another cordless. But uh, Milwaukee did good with it. They have a, the new Brad and Crown Stapler too. Brad Nealer and Crown Stapler, both of those are really nice. So stay tuned. So Right? So yeah, yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot to love there. They did yeah. good. It's awesome. Sarah, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your knowledge of the industry and just sharing more about yourself. We enjoyed getting to learn a little bit more about you as you continue <laughs> to learn about everything else. So I, I love that you... <laughs> You, you branded yourself a forever student. I think that's fantastic. Uh, and I really think everyone who listens to the podcast can probably fall into that category. So keep learning, uh, keep educating yourself, and keep educating us you know, on everything <laughs> no, that you're doing. thank you you're so doing. much for having me. I appreciate it. It was great. Thank you. Yay. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.